Hey guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Nate. And we are going to tell you all the things you really want to hear for teens. So if there's anything that we haven't talked about yet or questions that you have that you'd like to know about, let us know by emailing us at realadvice4teens at gmail.com. And that's the number four. So once again, realadvice4teens at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe so you can hear our new episodes every week. Hey guys, so we have a new podcast today. It's, I can't even believe we're on episode five already. Um, we didn't have any questions this week, so we can get right into our topic, which is... Relationships, and not just any relationships, but romantic relationships. Well, teenage romantic relationships, I think more specifically. But I mean, it could work for yeah. any relationship. So so we have some talking points that um, we're going to go over. Uh, we'll see how this goes, and hopefully we can help some of you guys. All right, to start with relationships, you and we've talked about this a little bit on another episode, but you have to find out who you are before getting into a relationship. So that's going to be important because if you haven't figured out like your values and who you are and what you want to do with your life, you're going to be dating someone and then trying to please them and follow along with their values, which can ultimately change your future and your opinion. And that doesn't mean you have to know exactly what you're going to do with like your whole life, right? But what your values are that you would hope to follow for your life. It's like you have to know if you're 14, 15, 16, that you're going to go to Yale and you're going to be a doctor and all. It, you don't have to know like long-term things like that. But really just know what your values and, and, and your hopes and dreams are so that you can focus on those relationships should magnify who you are. They shouldn't diminish who you are. Yeah. And with that, what do you want in a relationship? What characteristics are you looking for? So we te I teach about relationships in my class. I have a whole unit on it. And I have my students write down the top 10 characteristics they want in a future significant other. Like what matters the most to you? And sometimes you're not always going to get that, but that's really important to kind of see what you want and think about your future. Even if you're like, oh, I don't want to date right now. I'm not ready. That's okay. Just thinking about it could help you later on in the future. And having a plan in place, you know, really is a good thing. That's kind of how goals work. Um, but so just having that plan in place will help you have a path to follow. That's what we're trying to help you accomplish here. So finding out who you are before you ever get into that relationship really is is key. And once you've come to that point and you feel like you're ready, then you can start going further down this path with this. Yeah. And then a part of who we are is figuring out who we are going to connect with and how we want to be loved and how we have fun and all of those things. And then if you start dating someone and you realize, wait a second, this person 
really doesn't like the same things I do. They don't care to like them. And they don't even have any of my top 10 attributes that can help you in the future. Like Nate said, have a plan in place. That doesn't mean you need to go out and date right now. That's just having a plan in place. So when you do start dating, you can look back at that plan and think, oh, do I really want to date this person? So what I mean is having that plan in place, if this helps, sit down and just maybe even write down like what you hope to have in a significant other, like what characteristics you want them to have. This doesn't have to be, I mean, it could be physical characteristics, but we're talking more like, you know, your mental things, like how do you want them to like the same things you do? Or maybe you don't. Do you want them to be really bossy or easygoing? Do you want them to be outgoing or an introvert like me? Like write down the things that you would want out of that person and then take it a step further and try to decide what you want out of the relationship as a whole. Even write that out. Like, do you want to just have somebody to have fun with and go and hang out with? Are you looking for somebody that is going to help or maybe you just, you're sad and being with somebody makes you happy. I mean, whatever it may be, you need to decide what it is you're, you're wanting to get out of this relationship so that you can try to focus in that direction. Well, and so they are aware of what you want. If you're just looking like to date someone just for fun and to hang out with someone and spend time, but not really anything serious, then that's really good to be open and honest about with the person you start dating. I remember when I was in school, I didn't, I didn't date a ton when I was in high school. Um, I had a couple girls that I went on dates with here and there, but maybe I was, maybe I was weird, but I always wanted the relationship, like something. Um, and all the girls I ever dated was, oh, I'm just, I'm just having fun. I, I'm, we're just dating around for fun. I, I'm dating other guys. I'm seeing other people too. I always hated that. <laughs> and guys, I mean, like that's going to happen to you. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. There's really not because by dating multiple people, you can see what it is you like and what it is you, is you don't like so that when you really are ready to have a serious, serious relationship, you've already seen what you like and don't like. You already know the type of person that you want to be with. And that's actually why it's so important. So, I mean, of course, we're not advocating for going out and having multiple relationships that are serious, but more just having, you know, having fun as in going on dates, going, you know, to dinner, things like that with various people. So you can get to know people and get to know what you like and don't. That's actually really important. Yeah. And always being upfront and honest with those people. If you are going on dates with multiple people, just be upfront and honest with them throughout that. Yeah, what you're looking for, but also what your values are. You want to make sure that from the very get-go, even if it's just going to be, you know, somebody that you hang out with periodically, you want to make sure that you're really open about what your values are from the very beginning. Because if your values don't align, that person's wasting their time with you. You're wasting their time with them. You know, values are actually super important. That doesn't mean that you can't be friends and things like that. But when it comes to relationships, it's actually really important to make sure, again, that you just understand what those values are. So once you are in that relationship, you have these expectations, if you've gone through these steps, of how you should be treated and what you want in that future significant other. So 
how should you be treat, treated in a relationship? Well, I mean, that depends on what the relationship is. Like, if you're just kind of hanging out with somebody every once in a while, I mean, it could be a relationship. But if it's not super serious, I there really shouldn't be a lot of problems. Like, if you're fighting or arguing a lot, that's a pretty major sign, especially if you're just you know, hanging out. If you think you're in a serious relationship with somebody, and I mean, teenage kids, anybody really has varying forms of, of relationships, right? They think they're in a serious relationship or not. Um, but like, if you're arguing and fighting and not getting along, like much at all, and I've seen students go through this, that's a pretty major sign, especially when you don't have things like bills, cars, kids, a mortgage. I mean, I already said bills, but if you don't have all of those things that a marriage brings into a situation and you're already fighting, maybe you should take a step back. Yeah. Or see, what are you fighting about? What is the issue? One of the most important things with a relationship is communication. Yeah, for sure. Communication. Um, one of the coolest things that I think Jess and I was given as advice in our marriage was oftentimes, um, if you think about an argument, for example, um, an argument could be over varying things. So let's pretend like an argument is going on with a dog being loose in your house. All right. And instead of dealing with the fact that the dog is loose in your house, you sit and you argue with the person, your spouse, whoever you're the person you're in a relationship with about who let the dog in in the first place. And in reality, it doesn't matter who let the dog in in the first place until the dog is out of the house. First, you got to get the dog out of the house. So that's just, you know, an analogy for you to see that, you know, sometimes in relationships, we argue about things that don't matter and we never really deal with the problem. And you guys, you know, a lot of you guys are really young for a lot of this stuff. So that's why it's also kind of silly to be in arguments with somebody a lot because like it's not really going to do much for you. Like you guys aren't going to have the same capabilities to fix and solve problems as somebody who is a little bit older and has a little bit more life experience. Um, so if you're arguing a lot, it's, it's really just kind of a waste of time. Yeah. You want to have a relationship where you feel happy and you have fun with that person and you laugh and you enjoy spending time with them. And they take interest in what you're interested in and you take interest in what they're interested in. And that doesn't mean you have to be doing the same things together all the time. But just having interest in what they're doing, that's a healthy, normal part of a relationship. Yeah, and part of being treated well is also the expectation of how you deserve to be treated. And that really just is a viewpoint of how you see yourself. Um, and I mean, I have two little girls. And so I tell all my female students this, um, you know, girls, you deserve to be treated like princesses. You really do. And I know that sounds kind of silly, probably a little cliche, but I, I'm being serious. You have the ability to demand from whoever it is you're in a relationship with that they treat you that way, that they treat you like gold. And if they don't, and if they're currently not, you deserve better, flat out. And then you can say, oh, but you don't know him. Or It doesn't matter. If he doesn't treat you the way you deserve to be treated, find somebody else because you are special and you really have to put up with a lot just because guys, I mean, I'm going to say this, but guys are just kind of dumb. We run on a 
different set of rules. Our minds really don't focus on many things at once. We are annoying. I mean, you know that you've driven down the road with you know a dad or a friend's dad or something like that, and they just sit there and make stupid sounds, and it drives you nuts because that's just who we are. Guys drive girls nuts, and it's not usually in a good way. And the point of all that is, is you deserve to be treated well. So make sure that you find somebody who treats you the way that you deserve to be treated. And guys, if you're not treating the girls in your life like a princess, take a step back, smack yourself around a little bit, and then try again. Because if you're not, you're not mature enough for a relationship. They deserve to be treated better than most of us probably do. And I try to treat Jess as good as I can. And I still fall short, but hopefully she feels like a princess sometimes. Penny still makes the annoying noises in the car which, as we're driving down the which road. Which still drives her nuts. But it really goes for everyone. Everyone deserves to be in a relationship that they feel safe, that they feel happy, that they feel validated. Everyone deserves that out of a relationship. If you are not in a relationship that you are feeling those things, if you are ever with someone that you don't feel safe around, you should get out of that relationship. Oh, if you yeah. are with someone who doesn't validate your feelings, even if they are dumb feelings, maybe they think they're dumb, but you want to be with someone who can validate that and someone you can have fun with. Why be in a relationship with someone that you're not having fun? Well, but a lot of the times, again, I'll reiterate, you will expect out of somebody kind of what you see in yourself. And if you don't have a lot of self-esteem, then chances are you're going to see a guy or a girl or whatever, your significant other or the person you're in a relationship with is probably not going to make you feel very good because you don't have a good self-esteem. You kind of expect um, what you feel about yourself. So if you think that you are special and you see yourself as special, you're going to expect more out of the person that you're with guy, girl, whatever. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. So that kind of goes back to what we talked about in the very beginning of all this. You need to know who you are before you get into a relationship. If you don't, you might not be treated very well because you're just in a relationship. And maybe it's because friends pushed you or whatever. So really, this is not something that you should take lightly. It's something you should take pretty serious or it can lead to some hard times. Yeah. So what, what do they do if they are treated badly? If they're in a relationship and they're not being treated well, and you may think not being treated well can be like physical or sexual or mental abuse, but being treated badly can be more than that. Maybe they are super, super jealous of anyone that talks to you. Oh, Maybe yeah. they make you feel bad when you hang out with your friends or your family. Or if you get text messages from other guys who you've known for years and years or something like that. Like I've seen that in my classes a lot and guys get really mad at girls or vice versa. If a text is coming from people that are of the opposite gender or, or just even if they're not paying them enough attention. So a lot of the times it seems like more often than not with teenage relationships that I've witnessed, a lot of times it's mental abuse and emotional abuse that they're being dealt by somebody else. Um, and that's not okay. You get to decide 
um, how that goes. And if that's happening, you really need to get yourself out of that situation because the more you stay in it, the more they're going to break you down mentally and it's going to make you feel like you need them more and more and you're just going to be stuck. You've got to get out of that situation. Yeah, and that... Like you said, the longer and longer you're in it, the harder and harder it will be to get out of it. So it's very important to know these signs in a relationship that are unhealthy and be able to end it as soon as you see those signs from someone. Well, chances are you probably already got friends that are telling you, this person's a jerk, get away. And you'll laugh about it and say, yeah, I will, but you never do. And if that's you, you, I'm talking to you, um, that happens. So you just, you need to have the courage to expect more out of people that you have in your life. And if they're not giving it to you, then get out of it. You deserve better. You just straight up deserve better. So here's just some topics of, is your relationship healthy? So whether this is a friend relationship, a significant other relationship, whatever, these are just some things that you can think about, is your relationship healthy? We are supportive of each other. Do you support each other? We speak respectfully to each other. You want someone who speaks respectfully to you. We are not jealous of each other's friendships, and we've already talked about that one. We never hurt each other on purpose. You don't want to be with someone that is purposely hurting you or belittling you or talking down to you. We are not afraid to tell the truth. If you are with someone and you're afraid to tell them the truth, that is a big warning sign that that's not a healthy relationship. We don't blame others for our mistakes. You you and whoever you're dating has to take responsibility for your mistakes. And I think that comes with time. I don't know. I think with teenagers, sometimes taking responsibility is hard for your mistakes, but it's really important in a relationship that you can do that. I am allowed to hang out with other friends. You don't want someone that needs you all the time and you have to be with them and they get really jealous if you're talking to your friends. Well, you're just a teenager. So, yeah, I mean, and or, or even if you're not, but if you're not married to this person, and even then, but if you're not married to this person, like you should have a life outside sure. or away from this person. Yeah. Um, we still have good relationships with our friends and family. So same thing. We respect each other's standards and values. And that one we're going to talk about more later. And then we tell each other how we really feel. If you are afraid to tell them how you're really feeling, that is a big warning sign for you. Okay, so. How to find someone compatible. Yeah, how to find somebody compatible. So what do you do to try to find somebody that's compatible with you? And we kind of already talked about this really, but I mean, I would start with circles that share a common view system, belief, whatever, as you. Um, if you're religious, a good way to start would be to stick with people that value your own religion. And the only reason that is, is just because you're likely to have very similar viewpoints and morals and things like that. If you 
have a different type of lifestyle, chances are you probably want to stick with someone who has a different type of lifestyle as you as well. Otherwise, again, your values just aren't going to align. It would be a lot harder to make something work with somebody who has different values from you. Yeah, and that maybe you're not religious, so maybe it is a sport that you play. Mm -hmm. Find someone that's active, that enjoys doing those things. Maybe you love playing Rocket League. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Find someone that appreciates that or enjoys it or stop playing video games. I don't know. I say, oh, goodness, because my boys have tried to teach me Rocket League and get me to play have it. Have you not played it? I Well, I've played it, but it, I'm not really playing it. There's, oh. no, there's no playing going on. I drive around in a circle because... No, I that, that that game is not my forte. There's other things that I play that is not one of them. That that's how I feel with every game. Drive around that's in a true. circle. That's true. You're not a yeah. She drives around in a circle on a basketball game. I don't know how she does that, but she figures that out. Like, oh yeah. Finds a car in the code somewhere. <laughs> she's not a she's not a game player at I all. I am not. I like board games. Oh well, you and played Mario Kart. games and sports but sitting down oh i don't know video games to me are a waste of time but that's just her opinion Nate likes video games and i respect that as I, long as i only play one game it's maybe. true okay but i respect that and he can like that and i don't have to love it and that's okay that's true i mean you, with a relationship it you live and let live you have a lot of give and take you are patient with one another um the fact of the matter is is in a in our marriage i mean our bond other than the fact that we have kids and bills and the same profession really it's just love like we love each other and that's the basis of it and and, and this is this is a long way away from i think a lot of you guys that are listening to us but and that's okay um some of you might think that you're in love and maybe you are but as you get older and you are sharing things like kids and mortgages and all of those other things, the love deepens in ways that I can't explain. And that actually makes it really fun. Jess and I really try to have a lot of fun together. And we do, I think. We do. That's one of well, our values. Fun. Okay, yeah. That's one it of our relationship values. One of our relationship values, values it is. Yep. That's we true. have to have fun with each other. All right. Oh, what were we talking about? We kind of got off on a tangent. Oh, how to find someone compatible. Yeah. yeah, so if you're looking in, and sometimes it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes they're not going to be a soccer player if you're a soccer player. Sometimes it happens randomly. Well, but also, though, just so we're clear, I mean, if we sit here and listed the things that we were different of, we kind of wanted them into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Being compatible with somebody doesn't mean you are dating somebody or married to somebody or with somebody that's the exact same as you. No. Jess and I are so different in so many ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should see her run. What? <laughs> she. I don't. I run to the kitchen. She tries. That's about it. She tries to. She she likes sports and things like that, and she tries really really hard. But are you being mean? <laughs> He's never made fun of my running until no, now. No, I'm just teasing. But in reality, I'm just trying to say, like, we do have some major differences. Like, she is such an extrovert, and that's actually really cool, and I love that she is. But, like, if I get a phone call, and I don't know who it is, but I think it's important, I'll just make her answer it. I'm still very much an introvert. So being a teacher, for example, like, and a lot of kids are like, there's no way you're an introvert. And I've heard this many, many times. But I am. I will do what I have to do. And then there are things that I just won't do. Like at my last school, um, I had a principal who was 
very outgoing and she liked faculty to do various things um, at various times of the year, like dance on stage and things. Mm -hmm. I will not be caught dead. Um, Jess has been trying for 12 years to get me to like really dance and I'll slow dance with her and things like that, but I don't really know how. You danced in Jamaica. Well, we don't talk about that, right? <laughs> I, I don't like, it's just, it's just crippling it's to me because I'm such an introvert. So the point is, is if somebody's don't worry, you don't have to be with somebody that's identical to you. No, that would be kind you of should boring. have a lot of differences. It makes it more fun. Yeah. But I think if we look back on our values, our values are the same. Our values are and the same. Our core values exactly are what really drive us, and that's what we talked about previous. Like if you're trying to find somebody compatible, mm -hmm. all the other things don't matter. Like your likes and dislikes as far as, you know, movies and sports and whatever else. That stuff doesn't matter as long as your core values are similar. Those need to be similar or if not similar, the same because that's who we are at our core. Yep. We're not going to be help. I mean, if, if you, you know, we're just not going to be happy with somebody that doesn't share our same values. Yeah. And as long as you respect their likes, even if you don't like it and you are fine saying, you know what, go out and play Pokemon Go <laughs> <laughs> for 15 minutes, even though I think it's the stupidest thing ever. That's fine. You know, you have to respect each other. And I mean, what do I do that you think is so dumb? Besides well, running, apparently my running's terrible. No, it's not terrible. It's just, it's, it's funny. So. Oh, good. Once someone told me I ran and looked like a, an ostrich. So. She doesn't look like an ostrich. I don't, I'm not, I don't know that she looks like anything. It's mm. just. Funny. It's she funny. has, it, she would never have been in track. She just doesn't have a, a, a runner stride. That's all. It's not a, it's not a big deal. <laughs> but everything else, else I do is perfect. Oh, it tr truly is. You should say right. make cakes. Oh, I do make some dang good cakes. All right. Um, what are some signs of an unhealthy relationship? I think we talked about those a little bit. But some other ones that I want to talk about. So control. If one yeah. person in a relationship is in control, they make all the decisions they decide when and what and how things happen. That's not healthy. No. A relationship is between you and someone else. You know, so you both should be making those decisions. Well, and in girls, this is this is a girl thing, largely, I'm sorry, but oftentimes, not all the time, but oftentimes younger girls date older guys. And if that's the case, oftentimes Older guys are more controlling of younger girls. Not always, but just in my experience, that happens more often than not. The point I'm making that up is if you are being controlled by somebody, and that goes back to you wanting to be treated like a princess, by the way. But anyway, if you are being controlled in a situation, in, in a relationship, whatever, that's not, that's not okay. Um, I can tell you that if that were going on with my daughters as a dad, oh my goodness, I would not be very happy because they deserve to be treated not like that, so. Yeah. Another characteristic of an unhealthy relationship is dishonesty. You have to have someone who's gonna be honest with you. Well, the relationship's built on trust. Yep. And if they're lying to you about things, even the most 
the, the littlest of things, it's hard to trust anything they're saying. And I mean, if you're fine, if you're sitting here saying like, yeah, I know what that means, or, or you've had situations where it's like, I can't tell if they're telling me the truth. You know what it's like to not be able to trust somebody. And if you can't trust them, uh, you, you can't have a relationship built on a bed of lies. No. no. So it, it won't last. It won't stand. Um, any type of abuse, physical, sexual, obviously those are signs of an unhealthy relationship. Dependence. Now, a lot of people don't think dependence is a sign of an unhealthy relationship, but if they are so dependent on you or you're so dependent on them that you can't be your own person, that's not healthy. Yeah, especially, well, I mean, it really, honestly, it doesn't really matter when. Like, if you're in a marriage, that would really not be okay at all either. Like, you should have an identity outside of your relationship. Yeah. Your identity should be you, and it shouldn't be, oh, well, let me ask my spouse what they think. Like, that's not how it works. You should have an opinion and a voice, and your spouse should back that up, or you're, the person you're in a relationship with, girl, boyfriend, whatever, should back that up and be like, oh, yeah, you know, they can do what they want or whatever so yeah you don't want to be so dependent on someone that you don't feel okay going hanging out with friends or you don't feel okay doing those things you love and yeah, you're yeah. solely dependent on that person or they're solely dependent on you like you said you have to you have to be yourself too well and if if you are a different person around that person than you are your friends or your family, that's a pretty major sign. You should be able to be you all the time. Mm -hmm. And if you can't be, please, please get out of that situation because that's not healthy and you deserve better. Yeah. And then the last one is intimidation. So they can intimidate you and not physically hurt you or not sexually hurt you, but just intimidate you and make you afraid or feel bad for something you did. And that's not healthy. That is not a healthy characteristic to have someone intimidate you. I guess we should say, or if you're doing all these things to someone else. Well, that's true. And you should really try to change it. Maybe you didn't know, but intimidation is a form of manipulation in my mind mm -hmm. they're using intimidation to get you to do things or you are to get somebody to do things that you want them to do and in a sense you're manipulating them to get what you want yep. that's i why i mean i just don't understand why you would want to be in a situation like that and i understand that when you get into a situation like that and you're stuck in it it's hard to get out but in that sense it's kind of like you, you know you got a band-aid stuck you just got to rip it off you can't Try to pull it away slow. Yeah. That's something you got to run away from. All right. So when we were talking about healthy relationships, we talked about we respect each other's standards and values. And we're going to go a little bit more into depth about that and your boundaries. When you're in a relationship and whether that is you're just dating on and off or you're in a short-term relationship or you've been dating someone for a long time or you're married to someone it doesn't matter you have your boundaries and you should demand respect from someone with your boundaries if I don't feel comfortable kissing Nate in public and he thinks that is the dumbest thing ever 
it doesn't matter. He would respect that because he respects me. No, exactly. And again, this goes back to what I said. Girls should be treated like princesses. <laughs> I mean, I'll say that a lot. And I know, again, it sounds silly, but really, like if they have a boundary, boys, girls, whatever, and you think it's dumb, honor that. Listen mm-hmm. to them. And, and and in reality, too, if you have boundaries, set your boundaries, stick to your boundaries. Those boundaries are your, basically, they're like your core values, essentially. And you hold to those, no matter what, they're a boundary. It's like, you know, if you're playing football and you have the out of bounds boundary, you go out of bounds, you're out of bounds. There's no if, and, or buts about it. You're out. Your boundaries are out of bounds. Stay on the playing field, which means boundaries are out. And if you want to keep those boundaries, just remind them, like, this is what I want to do. This is what I don't want to do. And never cross them. Hold true to what you want your boundaries to be. And you can really kind of control that relationship, whether it's marriage or just dating, and and drive it the way that you want it to. And, And really, I mean, if somebody's in your life and they don't value those boundaries, they shouldn't be in your life. And if they do value you and your boundaries, that means they care about you. And guess what? That's the point of a relationship. You should both care about each other mutually. Otherwise, it's not a real relationship. Exactly. If there's someone trying to push those boundaries, especially if they are your physical um, intimacy boundaries, they are using you. They don't love you for you. Because if they did love you, they wouldn't be trying to push those boundaries. They don't really love you at all, okay? If they're trying to push those physical boundaries and you don't want to, Mm -hmm. and you say no, and they keep pushing and keep pushing and keep asking and keep pushing, look, they don't love you. They don't really. And if you're hearing this and you're like, well, no, that's not true. I'm in that situation and I love this person. I don't think you know what love really is because you wouldn't push it. I do, no. just just trust me and that's okay it's not it's not a dig on anybody it's just you know as you get older like you'll learn love is a really special thing and you'll never step on anybody's toes if you love them you wouldn't push them or push their boundaries if you really do love them and that's why it's so important to decide what are those boundaries yeah how many dates do you want to go on with a person before you're ready to kiss them before you're ready to hold hands or make out or whatever else comes next. Whatever your boundaries are. Yeah, and decide maybe, those. Well, yeah, for real, decide those. And maybe you are just dating around and you don't want a serious relationship. Decide how many dates you're going to go on before you cut it off. Because at some point, it's going to turn into a relationship if you don't. Stop mm-hmm. it. So you've got to know what they are. And really, just sit down and write it down. Have it written out. And if you've got somebody in your life, sit down and write them out together. Like, that would be a really cool activity, actually. You could say, well, I have this. What do you have? And just see where you're at and see how it aligns. Yeah, and there's lots of fun quizzes online, which this isn't, I mean, it talks a little bit about boundaries, but like compatibility quizzes. When Nate and I took ours before we, <laughs> we got married. We, we remember we told you her, her grandpa was a psychologist. Yeah. And so he had these tests and we took them, but Jessica. And we were not compatible together, but... It was so many good talking points between us that we were able to discuss those and get to know each other better and then respect those things with each other. Well, and on the surface, we might not have been compatible, but that being said, our core values were the same. Yep. And we were still interested in each other for various reasons. I mean, the long and short of it is, is 
I mean, Jess and I just, we knew we were supposed to be together. And maybe that's a story for another time. But we knew we were. And so we worked through the compatibility issues to get to where we needed to be. But our core values were the same. So let's say someone tries to push those boundaries or they don't respect them. You tell them no and they still push those. That is a form of violence. That is sexual violence. And you might think, well, we're in a relationship and I didn't really tell them no or I didn't tell them no right at that time. If they know that is a form of sexual violence to you. And it's actually really common. So on the cdc.gov website, it says that one in eight females and one in 26 male high school students report having experienced sexual dating violence in the last year. One in eight females. That is crazy to me. And it happens more often to females than males. And maybe that's because... Males have more testosterone and oh, that's definitely sexual why. drives and things like that. But if that has happened to you or someone you know, you need to report that. That is something you have to report. There are so many good resources that you can call and report or talk to a parent or a counselor or a teacher or report it on the Safe Utah app or the Crisis Line there are so many, so many good resources, and I'm going to put them in the comments for you just in case you know someone or you have had someone push your boundaries and sexually abused you. Well, and in reality, maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, that happened to me, but that was before, so I don't need to worry about it. When somebody in that situation um, is sexually abusive, that's a pattern that actually tends to be repeated. And I'm sure you've heard this before, but you can't think of it as you trying to get back at them or you're getting them in trouble or anything like that. Think of it as saving someone else, as helping someone else. And on top of that, you're helping that person get some help too, because that's a problem that can't happen. Yeah, I had a friend who was sexually abused by someone and they didn't report it because they thought, well, it's kind of my fault. Maybe I should have been more strong and said no more, which they had said no. And so they didn't report it. And it ended up happening to two other friends, two of them. And maybe if something would have been done, it would have saved those two friends. So it is super common and you just have to report it and really demand that respect out of whoever you are dating. Well, because you deserve it. Yeah. And I think that's a great segue into um, the whole, what is the point of dating, right? Like, mm -hmm. and we kind of talked about it a little bit, but why do it? Why as a I don't even know, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 year old. Like, what's the point of dating? What are you trying to get out of it? Why do it in the first place? Why? Yeah. What, what is, and that's going to be different for everyone. So what is your point in it? Are you doing it to have fun? Are you doing it because you want a real relationship? Are you doing it to have someone you can confide in? 
what is your why and just be very clear about that to whoever you are dating or hanging out with in future dating. Yeah, well, I, whatever it may be, you need to decide what that is, again, so that you can drive your relationship, or your dating life, whatever, the direction you want it to go. Um, and then, you know, I would also make sure that include people, you know, like talk to friends about what's going on, compare stories. Um, chances are like you guys are experiencing something that's similar. You can help each other with it. Um, and then, you know, if you feel comfortable, you know, talk to parents too. Like this is a growing experience when you're dating. It's about growth. It's about education. You're being educated in how you're going to do things for the rest of your life. And that sounds probably pretty daunting, but it's true. Like you are learning a lot. This is a major, major important part of your life and an important part of education that's going to happen to you. So take it serious. But also, and I think probably most importantly, have fun with it. This is the time for trial and error. This is the time to find out who you like and what you don't like and what you do like. This is the time to decide if you're going to marry for love or money, right? No, don't ever marry for money. Oh, that's, I mean, that's all Jessica married me for was money. Oh, yes, that teacher salary. <laughs> she. Oh, my gosh, did you just do that? Oh, my goodness, how many times I have to hear that a day? Well, not right now. Well, actually, uh, no, that's not yeah, true. Yeah, right now, we have a, well, he's almost a teenager. We have a teenager that will be a teenager here in a few more days. Ooh, and he... even my seven-year-old has started saying that. <laughs> well, it's actually pretty cute when he does it. <laughs> but, yeah. Have fun, but be safe. Stick to your boundaries. But you're not alone. Like, no. communicate with people. Yes. Say something to people. Let them know. Like, even, let's just say that some of these things that we talked about tonight um, were, you know, maybe borderline, like, mentally abusive or physically or verbally or whatever, and you're just not quite sure. Go to a trusted friend or a trusted adult or whatever, or, heck, you can email us. But just say, hey, how about this? Like, what do you think about that? Get people's take on it. You're, you should not be alone with this stuff. Yeah. Get people's advice. Let people know what's going on. Especially if um, somebody is doing something that you know is wrong, definitely let somebody know, especially if you don't want to end that relationship so that someone knows if something goes really bad, you told somebody, you know? Yeah, just know, though, if you do go to a teacher or a counselor, they have to report they it. have to report it no matter what if there is any abuse or potential abuse that has to be reported legally we have to report that no for sure um i mean i've heard stories of that you know where where students talk to teachers and they you know are really just happy to get some kind of a relief from a certain challenge that they were having um and you know depending on what it is you know if there's sexual abuse or rape or something like that going on and just know it has to be reported legally um so if you do tell a teacher or you know other trusted adult and they run and they report it to the police don't get frustrated with them i mean you can and i'll understand and they'll understand probably too but just know that they only have your best interest at heart they want to get you the help that they need and in reality like if i'm if i'm a teacher and i am right and i'm getting told that you know a girl was raped or a girl was treated bad or whatever and, it, and it's against the law 
I'm not equipped to handle that all on my own anyways. Mm-hmm. I, I, there, it's not like I can go and solve that problem for you. And no amount of talking is going to fix that problem. It, it's just not. The first thing, I mean, just imagine that you're wounded. We can't sit and talk about how to fix your wound. We need to dress the wound and fix it. We need to try and stop the bleeding. In order to stop the bleeding with a situation where you're being physically or mentally or verbally abused or whatever, we got to go to the root source of the problem and fix it. And sometimes that means we go to the authorities. Yeah. So just keep that in mind, but have fun, date. I mean, I wouldn't get in a, like if I could go back, I wouldn't be in a serious relationship all throughout high school. I would have had dating and had fun and got to know more people, but ultimately you get to decide. It's true. And I mean, I think I've said this before, but I, I dated a little bit. I didn't date a ton. I honestly wish that I would have dated more, had the courage to talk to, I I was terrified of the female race. I didn't know what they were thinking. Species. Species, (laughs) whatever. Um, Health teacher here. Jeez. No. Anyway, um, I wish I would have been more out there. And, you know, if, if you're sitting there and you're, you're shy like I was, because I, I was, I was really shy. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But you're missing out on opportunities to really just get to know people and have fun. And you can't get it back. It's never going to come back. So really right now, you've got nothing to lose. Um, you know, so if you were like me and there's somebody that you liked or you wanted to go on a date with or whatever, and you never said anything, well, you never had the opportunity to be told no, but you never had the opportunity to be told yes either. And who knows? Maybe you would have been able to get that date or go somewhere fun with somebody or whatever, but you'll never know unless you try. Yeah. Next episode, I am going to find the letter I wrote when I was 13 years old to my future husband, and I will read it to you guys. I tried looking for it today, but not very hard. But I'm going to find it before next week and read it to you guys. And remember, if you have any questions, we love questions, please email us at realadvice4teens at gmail.com. You know, also send in anything you want to know, comments that you have, whatever. Like, it makes this a lot more fun to have the interactions. Um, Just the other day, we were uh, somewhere, a pool or something, and... I saw one of my former students who is listening, I guess, and they said to my wife, oh, it's nice to put a face to the voice in so many words. Um, and that was kind of interesting to hear, but fun at the same time. Like we, we like to interact with you guys um, and email is the best way to do it. But also like if you subscribe, tell other people about us if, if this is helping or entertaining for you. Um, but we'll keep it going as long as you guys have interest. Yeah, um, tell us what you really want to know. And if there's a topic that you want to hear about down the road, you know, let us know. Um, we're just we're just kind of uh, telling you guys things that we think you need to hear or hope that you want to hear. But if you have ideas, give them to us and we're happy to talk about it. Yeah, have a fantastic week. And have a safe summer too.